the lasso way with Matt and Neil. The lasso way, episode nine. All apologies. We are the Lasso Brothers, Matt and Neil. Neil, how you doing tonight? Great. Very good. Um, did you happen to see the AFC Richmond boys out at the A- FA Cup final this week? <laughs> yeah, it was interesting footage uh, for sure. I mean, it was it was a little little bit unclear. It seemed like the person interviewing them had no idea that these were fictitious <laughs> footballers, but it, it was fun. I mean, uh, it's, well, it's also I, go ahead. I don't know if it was unclear or not. It seemed pretty clear. He had no idea who they were. <laughs> um, and it was pretty funny that like either they're really method or they were just playing along because like <laughs> they, they responded to this interview in character. Um, yeah. Sam, the guy who plays Sam started singing the Danny Rojas song, um, sure. which I think they just made up kind of on the spot and just started chanting Danny Rojas. But yeah, that was pretty dang funny, I thought. But uh, yeah. Do you think, uh, could this be a preview to season two? Are they going to like make a run in the FA Cup or something like that? Or Yeah, making a run in any kind of tournament would be interesting. Yeah, maybe they were uh, doing research for uh for what the FA Cup final looks like. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh yeah, it was a really interesting coincidence to be sure. Yeah. Well, and I think we briefly talked about it before, but in the actual FA Cup that they were there watching, uh Chelsea versus Leicester and like Leicester's kind of an AFC Richmond type story a little bit like from a couple of years ago when they won the league and stuff and they're in close to the top four again this year. I mean, there's a lot of parallels with them, aren't, don't you think? I guess, I guess you're getting ahead of yourself. I, you're assuming, you're assuming that Richmond's going to get out of the uh, championship and, and move back up and, and then dominate. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, Leicester's definitely an interesting story uh, in uh, the Premier League. I mean, I think they just fell out of the top four uh, today. They were in the... Uh, Champions League spots uh, for next season too, but I think they just dropped out of the top four, and we'll see what happens Liv- the rest of the season. Did Liverpool win then today? I'm assuming is that how they fell uh, out? I think so. Yeah, Li- Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool won. Yeah. They are a better yeah. club than them for sure, but yeah, but they won the FA Cup, which is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, I guess I just meant more along the lines of like kind of a non huge money team um, is what I meant. Not necessarily like they're going to get out of the um, the championship, I suppose. But uh, but yeah, I mean, they're more FAC Richmond is more Leicester than they are um, Man City or Man U, I guess. <laughs> um, so maybe that's maybe that's more where I was coming from. But anyway. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was fun to watch that. If you haven't seen that video of those guys interacting with that guy that's interviewing them, go watch it. It's pretty dang funny, I think. But uh, So we're going to follow the format from last week. I'll do a brief overview of the, the episode, and then we'll kind of touch the highlights and some like kind of our lassoisms. But uh, Neil, it seems that Roy Kent's production on the field has fallen off of a cliff since his uh, Herculean effort at Everton. Um, 
which doesn't seem all that long ago, but uh, they're, they're recapping it on, on a news report and they kind of have a graphic that sums up his season that in the first 34 games, <laughs> he had zero game losing season crushing own goals. And in the last nine, he's had one. <laughs> That's an odd, oddly specific um, statistic, I suppose. But uh, elsewhere, Rebecca's stubbornly procrastinating about having her conversation with our uh, favorite future everyman slash satirical Tom Ford model. Um, and after an interaction with who's honestly got to be the worst person in the world, Rupert, uh, Rebecca finally realizes that she needs to come clean with Ted and she kind of tells him everything and the little shit, all he does is immediately forgive her. <laughs> um, and then after an intervention with beard and Nate, um, wherein beard like loses his shit about, um, Ted's kind of winning. Isn't everything mantra. Ted finally talks to Roy about his future in the starting lineup. And, uh, Roy has to stew on that for a little bit. Um, doesn't take it all that great. Um, but that's a fun storyline to watch. Uh, and then finally, feeling good about coming clean with Ted, Rebecca kind of continues her apology tour here uh, and goes and gets back our boy Higgins and his new little beard. Uh, in the process, she finally acknowledges that she's kind of lost her way for a minute and is on the road back, to which Higgins agrees and says that it looks good on her, kind of, which... Higgins been kicked a lot of times by Rebecca and he's still <laughs> happy to see that she's kind of coming back. But uh, I think he's probably also stoked that he gets to go back to the job that he loves too. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's the recap. Did you have anything you wanted to add to it generally or. I think just uh, one thing is, do they really take ice baths and garbage cans in the premier league? That seemed weird to me. Uh, is that, is that really how they, how they do that? That seems Kind of uh, odd. The, the Roy on the rocks. I mean, that looks like my recycling bin that I put out at the <laughs> at the curb uh, every couple of weeks. You know, I don't know. Like when they zoomed out, it actually said that's what that container was. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you saw that. I forget the exact verbiage that was on it, but it had their uh, had the team low or motto on it, which is Latin for small steps forward or something like that. I don't remember the exact Latin word. Um, Shout out to Kim for the translation. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, it's not something I've seen, but I have seen people do ice baths in like garbage cans, but it's usually like high school, college track athletes and stuff like that. I mean, um, I, I've never seen a premier league club that would need to <laughs> have a garbage can for their ice baths. So, so yeah, I yeah. don't know. Good question. But <laughs> Um, so, I mean, part of the focus of this episode is kind of the Rebecca redemption tour, which well, I think it's in the name building. all apologies, right? That's the, yep. the, name of the episode, but, yeah. uh, but, but I don't know the apologies in this episode are kind of, I, I think we both can agree that they're more about Rebecca feeling better about herself than sincerely apologizing so that the recipient is in a better place and and really i think that the apologies in the last episode were were much much better than than these apologies um although you know the recipient is gracious 
in the receiving of, of these, the two apologies in this episode, to me, um, the, uh, the theme of this episode is more my lassoism too. What's the lassoism for this episode, Neil? Getting to it earlier. Well, I mean, we almost <laughs> always pick the exact same thing, even without discussing it. But uh, my lassoism comes from Rebecca's apology to Ted. And uh, he, he says to her towards the end of the apology, you know, I think that if you care about someone and you have a little love in your heart, there ain't nothing you can't get through together. And I think that kind of kind of sums up. And, you know, they even acknowledge at the end of the apology, are you just talking about us? Or are you talking about something, something greater? Uh, and, uh, you know, I think they He's both pretty- know that. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty he's pretty coy about what he's talking about there, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you got to it early and you got to it before I did, because that was the same thing I had as well. So um, <laughs> well done. But, yeah, I, I think I think that is in large part the focus of the I mean, even Keeley when they're talking about it initially, because Keeley's the one that's really pushing Rebecca to do this apology in the first place. And Rebecca kind of comes to that same conclusion on her own. She's like, what the hell's the point of doing this? Like, it's just going to destroy Ted. I don't really need to go down that road. It's not going to change anything. Um, and Keely's like, well, it'll change how I feel about you, Rebecca. So, I mean, this really is all about Rebecca and how she's perceived by others um, in, in Keely, I suppose, but then in large part to herself too, I suppose. But like to a certain extent, aren't all apologies kind of like that though? <laughs> um, at least in terms of when you're apologizing for behavior that the other person doesn't know about, <laughs> like you, you can kind of apologize just to stick it in their face sometimes too, which I don't think that's what she's doing. That's what Rupert, Rupert would do. Yeah. <laughs> Rupert, however, um, I think kind of does do that a little bit in this episode. Um, and if I haven't said it already, Rupert's the fucking worst person in the world. Um, there's no question about this, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's certainly what he would do. Like, um, and, and I think that's kind of the, some, some of the sentiment that he's kind of coming from when he says, you know, cause he comes to her office to essentially say like Bex and I are having a baby and uh, I'm so glad that, well, I forget exactly what he says. He's like, I'm, I'm glad you didn't read about this in the papers, um, but it's yeah. just because he wanted to be there to like tweak her essentially. Yeah. He um, wanted to make her cry and watch it is pretty much what it amounts to. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like I said, he's the worst, but, um, but yeah, she refers to him as a character in the Bible, which was pretty funny. I thought, but, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, to me, like this apology is all about, Rebecca and making herself feel better and maybe she needs it in order to kind of turn the page on this too I suppose but uh, I think there is it's worthy of some conversation as to whether or not it's useful for for, for Ted, Ted for and Ted. her it's for Ted and her it clears the air right like like yeah. it's not something that would hang over their relationship forever and it's it's that I guess that and also just from the show standpoint it's it's not something that we need to really dwell on anymore. It's out in the open. Everybody knows now, um, yeah. which, which is kind of good. Um, and, and, um, her, her apology to Higgins, I mean, you know, 
it seems like their relationship's going to be a little bit different going forward as well. Um, but I like, I like out of work Higgins though. I think that's, <laughs> you know, yeah. growing the facial hair, uh, the Van Dyke uh, facial <laughs> hair, which, you know, he grew that pretty fast, really. Well, well, I don't know how many weeks it's been, but. That's part of the, like, it seems like we've, there was a lot of time between some of these episodes because I need to like go back and like break down what Ted's record is with AFC Richmond at this point, because I mean, you know, between Jamie, like the, the seance where they got rid of the ghosts and stuff, they jumped ahead like a week and a half because they had already lost another game and drawn another game. So, I mean, I I don't, I don't know what we know for the timeline, but, uh, but yeah, he, he certainly grows that beard though. Uh, There's no question about that. And his wife seems to love it, according to according to what he says. <laughs> um, the white hot passion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it might have been the other way, but uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah. And I again, I think the behavior that she exhibited towards Higgins is obviously different than the stuff that she did with Ted, because Ted's in the dark about it and doesn't know anything. I mean, um, Ted's got like, I mean, he's like unfireable now at this point though because he has this over to hang over her head (laughs) um i'm kidding i'm bringing work into the podcast here but uh he can just file a retaliation claim against her i don't know if they have that in england or not but uh (laughs) but um so that that's something different but yeah so that that's certainly interesting um to watch that but um another main theme of this is kind of roy's struggle with moving on from being the great Roy Kent. Um, I think and that just... that's the larger issue of this whole episode. I mean, it takes up a lot of the characters' thoughts and it takes up a lot of the scenes, right? The discussion of Roy Kent's role in the team now that yeah. he's aging and you know not able to really perform at the level that he's accustomed to. Um, and I, th- I think it's really good how it's presented you know, throughout the episode too, is like when first confronted with this, you know, like at the very beginning of the episode, you know, Ted's just very supportive of Roy, you know, you know, he's really being hard on himself and he's just trying to pick him up. And I think one of his uh, lines is big whoop. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, and then, you know, later on, you know, the coaching staff, you know, he, he, he plays that well, you know, the, Beard and and uh, Nate are trying to get him to, you know, bench him, you know, early on, you know, in the week before the game, and uh, yeah. Ted listens to their concerns and, you know, basically, you know, tells him that you know he's not going to do that, and you know, but they they persist, you know, they persist and continue to make their case, and you know, Roy, it's really interesting how he kind of you know, comes to grips with, you know, his role within the team, you know, he's initially pretty good at hiding, hiding his emotions, but, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, Roy says he's always good at hiding, hiding his anger, Neil. I don't know what you're talking about, (laughs) but Uh, but Ted lets him come to grips with it, like in a very patient way. Right. Like, which would be a huge deal. I mean, you know, as, as he says in the episode, you know, football is all he's known. I mean, he's, he's been playing yeah. professional football for yeah. since, since a child, 
yeah. or nine. He was nine when he went to Sunderland. Nine or thirteen. I don't remember why those two stick in my head, but yeah. But he's a uh, child. yeah, he had his blankie that his grandpa gave him. But no question. But like, so do you honestly think Ted's like letting him come to that realization on his own, or do, you, or do you think Ted's going to stick with him? Because I mean, they they cut to Roy on the pitch, and like he goes from the Everton game where he plays like a man possessed and wins him the game single handedly to just falling down while running back and forth on the yeah. training pitch. Like, yeah. I mean, he's, he's swearing like it I out. Said, yeah. He's, he's fallen off of a cliff all of a sudden he can't even run anymore, but, um, but I yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't know. Like do you, so do you think honestly though, that Ted is like, Letting if, if Roy hadn't come to this on his own, do you think Ted would have done it? I think they were discovering the solution together. And I think that, yeah. that that's what I like about it, right? Like they over a nice over a nice cup of tea. Yep. Yep. And you know, like they, you know, Ted even says it, right? Like he's like, my preference would be for you to come to practice and for you to be available for the game, but you know, you got to do what's best for you. And, yeah. uh, you know, he kind of lays that out there and, you know, Roy, you know, ends up doing, you know, the classiest thing he could possibly do. And that's probably one of my favorite parts of this whole episode. He kind of got to stick around for the end of the <laughs> credits, right? Like is, you know, everybody's just kind of, you know, giving him fist bumps and stuff like that. And, you know, Roy taps the the belief sign, you know, on his way out yeah. to training, you know, like, I don't know. He's not, yeah. he's not a big uh, cheerleader type guy. I don't think, you know, he doesn't do any, do things just for show and nobody's around yeah. to really even see it, but I, that's a neat part of the, the episode. Um, but anyway, I'm interested to see what happens with Roy next season for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly got a little dusty in the room. I was watching this in when he, uh, when he tapped the belief sign there, there's no question about that. Uh, and when you talk about fist bumps, like everybody's coming over to him and acknowledging him on the way out. Like it's not, I mean, they're not just giving fist, bump, fist bumps to each other. They're, they're acknowledging what Roy's done for the team and stuff like that. But, and, and part of this, I think stems back to one of Ted's initial things about Roy, like in one of the first episodes when he you know, points out to beard, like if we're going to do anything here, like this is the guy we got to capture. And so I think this episode, like, I think he was captured before this, obviously, but like, they've really brought that home on this one because he's, you know, going from captain starting 11 to maybe, maybe super sub or a sub in some capacity. Um, and, you know, he's fine with it. And so I think, and Trent Krim kind of intimates this too in the presser in this, in this, uh, episode where he talks about like a lot of the young players have really improved while you've been here. Roy Kent obviously has kind of not played well, but, um, but I, I think this is going to show that the lasso way is taking hold at, at the club and at AFC Richmond here. I don't, um, at least that, that was my take on it, I suppose, which I think is why Ted had a, such a tough time, you know, letting go um, even in some ways, maybe more than Roy did at times. Cause he was just going to kind of play Roy regardless, even though Beard and Nate were giving him a medium drink combo um, with the cold shoulder, cold shoulder and uh, silent treatment, I suppose. But Well, and I think that 
Beard's rant maybe got through to Ted a little bit as well. You know, like it's, you know, you have to be about wins and losses because there is a lot of money on the line between yeah. playing in the top league and then dropping down a level. You know, there's a, you know, pe- people will lose their jobs and, yeah. uh, you know, you know, you'll maybe lose some players because they don't want to play in the championship. They want to play in the premier league. So, yeah. 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 Well, and also to his point, like if you want to make a difference, you got to be around. Like, <laughs> I mean, and, and I think that was one of the points that I, I thought made the most sense. I mean, student athletes, when you're coaching at an amateur level in the NCAAs, obviously like you can stick around after some bad seasons as long as you're not screwing things up you know, in the classroom or elsewhere. And so Beard's point is like, yeah, for these guys, it's they're professionals and they do have to win. Otherwise we're not going to be around long enough to get anything done. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I certainly think that that Beard's speech got to him. I also think the four beers that he housed <laughs> after Beard left probably got to him too. Um, and Roy saved his life again because he forgot to look right. Uh, on his way Always out, in that but, spot but... too. Like that <laughs> spot above, like right by the pub is dangerous. I, yeah. I do appreciate that he didn't let that go to waste though. Like yeah. those things had to be super warm, which, <laughs> you know, like Americans going to, you know, England do not think that they serve beer nearly cold enough, but those things were probably really <laughs> warm by the time he got to the last one. Yeah. Got to be better than drinking pigeon sweat tea, though, I would imagine. Yeah, so, I mean, I think Roy's just kind of coming to grips with, you know, the end. I mean, he's he's coming close to the end of, you know, his career, obviously. And I think we all – I'm certainly guilty of this, too. Like, so much of one's identity gets rolled up into your work sometimes. And uh, it's like, what do you do when that main source of your identity is going to go away? And I mean, I think that's really what this episode is in large part about, like you said, like um, now I, I'd be able to come to grips with that maybe a little bit better if I'd been paid millions of dollars <laughs> uh, and, and was retiring at his age as opposed to the, the age I'm going to retire at, I suppose. But uh, I, don't, I don't think that makes the psychology of it any different. And in some ways, it actually might make it worse <laughs> uh, just because of the level of competition in those types of things. But uh, but yeah. Anything else you wanted to hit on? Um, I guess I, I, I was going to ask you this too. Um, going back to Roy really quick, I had a couple questions that I was going to ask you. You're a, you're a devoted MLS fan. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, Roy makes a passing comment about uh, where he might end up in the future. Um, and he says that he doesn't want to end up in fucking America where he would dominate. Yeah. Uh, from what you've seen, would Roy dominate in MLS? And would you like to see him on your hometown dynamo? Um, I, I don't think he would dominate because it doesn't look like he could get through a, a, a drill without like <laughs> cursing it out. It, uh, yeah. I think maybe a few years ago, somebody would have signed him, but MLS has kind of moved on past the aging Premier League uh, yeah. star. See Steven Gerrard, uh, see <laughs> Frank Lampard, see um, yeah. um, 
uh, who's the uh, Italian star? Um, oh yeah, Zlatan. Pirlo. Was that? Oh, Pirlo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and Rooney too. Although I mean, some of these guys like I, I mean, they played okay, I suppose. But uh, and Zlatan like went back afterwards and. Um, yeah, he and he's his, he ripped, ripped, he's ripping it up. I think he hurt his knee again, though. But yeah, he, he yeah. ripped his knee up again. I think too. But uh, but yeah. So I you know I, I watched that and I was like I I gotta make sure I ask Neil about this because I'm sure he'll have something to say about it. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> and also there's the way he said it was funny. He's like, oh, so is this football then? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. It's consistent with the uh, the Eurocentric, you know football fan for sure but yeah yeah we're working on that the loons <laughs> the loons would probably pay him yeah he probably would dominate it he certainly find time on the loons these days but uh they finally got to play wonderwall though so that was good a couple times yeah I, I guess i didn't remember if the second one was at home or not but uh but yeah um and getting back to the worst person in the world, Rupert, uh, in this episode, we find out that Rupert's been trying to poach Higgins this whole time. Like, what what, what does this guy do? Like, what was he needing to hire Higgins for? Just to, like, have someone arrange his schedule to, like, have more affairs with people or something? Like, I, 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 I'm confused as to what this good-for-nothing does. Um, self-proclaimed good-for-nothing, I should say. That's not me saying that. I would never speak ill of Rupert. <laughs> Well, and I think, I think it's, I mean, it, it is definitely interesting that, uh, you know, Higgins was offered a job, you know, and prop, you know, he probably would try to, he knows exactly how much he's getting paid currently and, you know, would probably pay him more, but he, he stayed at the position with the club. And I think, yeah. I think it speaks more to his love of the club than his loyalty, you know, to Rebecca, you know, I, I don't, yeah. I think I think his his main love is Richmond, not you know his his boss. But uh, but I don't sure. know. I mean, it sounds looks like Rebecca's turning around, but he's had some pretty wretched bosses in his uh, during his tenure at AFC Richmond, though. <laughs> um, pretty pretty brutal. But but it didn't seem like the last coach was very nice either. Yeah, we didn't get to see him nearly long enough to to figure that out, but. What we did see, I would certainly agree with that. Absolutely. Coach Raisinet, uh, I believe, is what I called him earlier this season. But uh, So, Royal Rumble rankings. Where you got this thing? Just, so, last episode was uh, is, is King of the Hill right now. Uh, the Diamond Dogs. Um, what do you got? For me, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't beat the last episode. I mean, the dart scene. Um, yeah. You know, the aftermath of the uh, Liverpool win. Um, I just feel like last episode's better. And this episode's still really good, but it's just not as good as uh, the Diamond Dogs episode. Um, but for me, I don't know. I don't yeah. know where do you where do you come down? That's where I'm at, too. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. This, this run of episodes 7, 8, and 9, and uh, peaking ahead to 10, I mean, this run of four episodes, I'd probably put up against like any other four episodes in any other series, though. Like they're they're all fantastic. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's tough to tough to choose, I suppose. But yeah, I'm with you. Um, 
seeing Rupert get humiliated in the dart scene is just, a, that's a high point. <laughs> He's it's a the great worst. hustle. It was such a great yeah. hustle. That was, it was yeah. great. Not, yeah. And the milk puns don't, you know, don't hurt either. <laughs> they don't. And, and then you got to double down on them without even knowing it in the podcast episode too, sure. which was yeah. pretty, pretty fantastic. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else for this one? Nope. Just uh, looking forward to the, the finale. I wonder what's going to happen. I don't know. We'll have to, we better catch up. You better watch it, Neil. <laughs> um, all right, Neil. So we do this again. Live life the lasso way. 